Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life and in your organization, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a career coach, mother, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi, friends. Welcome. Uh, I'm recording this here in uh, the late summer season. The sun shifted into the sign of Virgo yesterday, and uh, I can feel it. The mornings are cool. You know, it's getting darker earlier. There's, you know, condensation on the windows sometimes when I open the blinds, and it's just the very first whispers of this transition into the fall. And There's plenty of summer left, uh, but it is this in-between period um, between the summer and autumn season. So I hope that you're enjoying that shift in some way, wherever you are. And if things have been feeling heavy for you, as they probably have maybe your entire life, but probably especially, you know, since the pandemic began and Um, I don't know about you, but this Delta variant and the recent news about climate change and how how really urgent things are in that regard, all of it on top of, you know, raising children and working and taking care of ourselves and all the things that we do regularly is just a lot. And I wanted to share a little shift that I found helpful um, in this was something that my therapist helped illuminate for me is that there's an opportunity here to shift away from this narrative of being burnt out and shift into something that's a lot more empowering, trusting that one, we can still be wonderful people who do good work, who are good parents, even when we're burnt out, whatever that looks like, but also that this might just be what it's like to be alive right now. Because this idea that there's burnout and we're burnt out, it sort of places the onus on us. Like we're not handling this correctly. You know, if we would just work out more or go to bed earlier or have a smoothie instead of whatever, that that then we would be handling this better and we wouldn't be burnt out, even in the face of these tremendous challenges. And if that is just feeling like another heavy thing to carry this story that you're burnt out and that you could be doing this better. I want to encourage you to just kind of let that go, that this might just be what it's like to be conscious of what's happening, to be alive and moving through these times. And there might not be anything else that you need to add to your plate or to change. You might be doing enough. (laughs) You're probably doing this the best way that you know how, and there's no prescription, there's no better way. We're all learning and adapting as we go. And I'm on that path with you. And I know that it's really hard, but I also believe that we can handle this. Maybe not each of us on our own in our tiny little homes or our tiny little nuclear families, but together we could handle it. You know, if we were together in relationship with one another, with the rest of the living beings on this planet, in true right relationship with the plants and the animals who have a lot more experience adapting than we do. We can turn toward one another, toward them, toward the natural world, and really tap into deeper knowledge here about how to rise up to the challenges of these times. 
one of the challenges that's coming up in my world, since I always have my ear to, you know, the labor market and the human resources field, is this phenomenon that's been dubbed the great resignation. It's this overdue but seemingly unexpected shift in labor and employees leaving their jobs at a higher rate since the pandemic began, especially in the spring of this year, 2021. And more more employees are expected to change jobs or leave altogether in the coming fall. So I want to share my thoughts about what's occurring and why, even though a change like this can be scary, it's actually helpful to each and every one of us, whether we are an employee, a manager, an HR professional, an employer, wherever we land, this can be helpful to all of us. So with that, I'm going to read our opening invocation and invite you to just kind of take a breath, take a moment to settle into your body, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. Well, normally I start these episodes with an overview of the season that we're in, but I'm going to save the seasonal overview for the next episode which is going to be another recorded rooting in meditation, like the one in the previous episode of number 48. So stay tuned for that. I want to start by talking a little bit about what the great resignation is, just so that we're all oriented. So this is a term to describe the substantial exodus of employees since the pandemic began, especially those in the service industry, but really across the board. You know, in April of this year, 2021, 4 million people quit their jobs. You can look up data about, you know, people who are planning to leave their jobs and the numbers really range, but somewhere between 33% to, you know, 75 or more, 75% of working people are planning to leave their jobs in the next year. According to a survey by PricewaterhouseCoopers, 65% of people are currently actively looking for a new job. So the labor market is shifting and there are many ways to respond to that. And one of the things that's most common, the sort of normal, I think, knee-jerk response is to panic and hold on to the way things used to be and to make this into a problem. Many people and employers especially are blaming employees and the government for the unemployment benefits that have been a safety net for people since the pandemic started. The narrative is that people are inherently lazy, so by giving them stimulus checks or unemployment benefits, you have enabled them to be lazy and you have broken the economy because now people don't want to work. And so what these, you know, the people who are really complaining or upset about this resignation, this wave of resignations, especially in the service industry and in, you know, lower wage work, what they're not saying is that the employment structure in the United States is inherently abusive. The way that we do employment here does not give employees, especially low wage workers, a choice. So now that there has been a modicum of choice, a a whiff of support, you know, 
people are choosing the more rational route to accept the aid and stay away from or get out of toxic, overwhelming, or just misaligned work. So external aid and the resolve that comes with reaching a breaking point, these things have empowered employees to choose differently. And the choice not to be in a abusive, manipulative relationship was an easy one to make. And I'll talk about this more in a minute, but I'm not saying that the managers themselves or these small businesses, these employers are themselves abusive. I'm saying the entire arrangement is abusive. The entire structure is exploitative. And people are blaming these so-called perverse incentives for allowing employees to choose not to work while small businesses shut down. But what's actually perverse is paying someone starvation wages not giving them paid parental leave, expecting them to be available to work all the time. What is actually wrong here is cutting down forests to raise cattle on or forcing children to sew shirts in Vietnam or spilling oil out into the sea and choking all of the creatures who live in it. That is the problem. (laughs) Those are the real problems here. Giving regular people a small amount of money is not the problem here. And what's needed now is not to go back to the way things were, to take away all the benefits and force people back into these employment arrangements, but to double down and really shift the way that we think about employment. Exploitation is inherent in employment because employment is a function of capitalism and capitalism runs on exploitation. As such, exploitation is present in at least 95% of employee-employer relationships, even between really lovely people, because it's just the water that we swim in, and it's hard to shift if you're not really conscious of it. You know, we like to pretend like the free market ever existed or still exists here, and like the labor market is just this free-flowing place that makes sense and is rational and it's dignified and you simply just go get a job and you get to practice your skills and you earn income and you go up and up and up and up until, you know, you're wealthy and you retire. But that's just not true. I don't know if that was ever really true, but it's especially not true now. There is no real freedom in a society where you cannot meet your needs except through wage labor. Really, what freedom is there in a society where you have to become saddled with debt in order to get a degree for a job that doesn't actually pay you enough to be free of that debt? What kind of freedom is there in a society where people have to choose between being present with their children, eating well, building community, or working 40 hours a week in a job that they hate? There is actually very little choice or individual freedom in the United States at all, and especially in the labor market. We can go on and on about company culture and improving the employee experience, which is good work and something I'm devoted to. But at the end of the day, very few employees are there by choice. And we need to acknowledge that. We need to stop covering over it. The company incentives, the hiring bonuses, recruitment tactics, those are all ways that we gloss over the fact that what we have here is a society that was built through slavery and that continues to run on the exploited labor of its citizens. 
without Medicare for all, without free college, without free housing, paid caregiver leave, all of it without a true social safety net. Employment is not a choice. And and as a result, it's no surprise, employees can easily be manipulated and taken advantage of because we don't have the power that we need. We don't have the backup and the, the true individual choice that we're told that we have. So what we're seeing in the Great Resignation is a long overdue response to that. One like thread of social support, unemployment benefits, you know, maybe people are also getting health care coverage through the state. But one thread of social support and people are walking away, not because they're lazy, but because they're tired of being overworked and disrespected and still not able to meet their basic needs. And it's not all people who have been on unemployment. It's many people who have been crushed by the weight of thoughtless remote work policies, who have been crushed by the weight of parenting and teaching and working in the midst of this, who are now dealing with the prospect of having to return to an office in the midst of another worse COVID surge, and on top of dealing with the potential destruction that's coming and has been here with climate change and climate crisis. It's people who have had the time and the space to reevaluate and have decided that they just don't want to spend more of their finite time and energy on work that isn't meaningful to them. These are good things. We should be celebrating that so many people are walking away. But many of us, especially employers and HR professionals, are really grasping for what was, for the way things used to be, for what used to make sense. And there's no malice in my heart here. I totally understand that response. We are all caught up in this mess. And I know many HR professionals who are totally ground down, who are exhausted because people are exiting the organizations. They're being asked to fill positions and care for who's left, you know, with limited resources and with a leadership team that doesn't want to change. And of course, there are also small business owners who just simply can't open or run their business because they don't have staff. I get that. It's sad, it's awful, and it hurts all of us. But that is not a reason to hold on and return to a society where people are in such precarious positions that they have no choice but to work at a place like Burger King. Is that really the kind of society that we want to live in? I sure as shit don't. I'm tired of it. It has killed way too many people and it's jeopardizing our future and the future of all those to come. It is really time to let go of the way things were and surrender to this shift. This is an opportunity. This moment, whether you're looking at the great resignation, COVID, the 20th century, 21st century, wherever you are, whatever your lens is, this is a moment where we can ask ourselves what kind of a society we want to live in. Do we really still want to live in a place where we have to trick one another and trick ourselves into working for lifeless organizations? Do we really want to live in a place where it's normal to spend most of your time at a job doing work that you hate? What if we lived in a world where everyone's basic needs were met and the work that was done was dignified, boundaried, and a true choice? There's not really any time to 
to waste here. We just, we don't have to hold on to this old way of doing it. We have like something like four years before global crop failure could be a reality. And I don't say that to scare anyone. It's just, I, I think the reality that we're facing. So what are we waiting for? Why are we holding on so tightly to the industrial mindset, to the exploitation of employees? It's killing us. And it's okay not to know what to do. I don't know what to do. These are major collective shifts and we are each one person. But the more of us who can get on board with surrendering to what's necessary here, to surrendering to this shift, the better. So if you have it in your heart to leave your job, I hope you will take that seriously. If you're an HR professional who has been shit on for a year and a half and who is tired of propping up leaders who exploit their employees, find a way to leave. Take others with you. You know, if you know that it's time to, to, to take steps out of this capitalist nightmare that we're in, do it. Put your body in the woods. Stop eating as many animal products. Pray to your ancestors. Choose to earn less but have more time with your loved ones. The choices are yours to make, but let's celebrate this change. I know it's scary and painful, but let's try to celebrate the fact that there are fast food restaurants who don't have anyone there to keep them open and sell their poisonous food anymore. Let's celebrate the fact that shitty companies are finding it hard to trick anyone to work for them. And alongside of that celebration, let's keep advocating for more support and protections for all people, especially those who are undocumented or have been toiling in low-wage, unsafe work for years. We are in need of a major reimagining, a major shift, reallocating resources so that everyone in this world has what they need without plunging the planet into greater crisis. And that's possible, but it's going to take surrender and a new set of priorities. It's going to mean valuing the, the well-being of all people over the bloated success of a few. Our lives will need to look different. Success will need to look different. Employment needs to look different. The careers that we thought we were going to have will probably look different too, and that can feel scary. But no one is truly happy in a society where communities are fractured, the land is disrespected, and where so many people are toiling away and diminishing work. It may seem like it's working, you know, maybe for you and many others in your circle, but it eats away at all of us. And we cannot turn away from what this way of life is doing to us and to the living beings who will come after us. So maybe the great resignation is just the start. Maybe enough people will make the bold choice not to participate in exploitative work anymore. Maybe enough of us will pressure our government to create the systems needed to redistribute wealth and resources so that employment is actually a choice. Maybe the whole thing will crumble and our work will become building community again or learning the names of the plants or living closer to the land. I don't know. I do know that this shift isn't easy but it's where we are. And I want us to grow inside of it and not spend so much energy hanging on to the lifeless vision of capitalism and white supremacy. And these visions are so expressed, so obvious in the modern workplace. But every day we can reimagine our world and make different choices. We can reimagine a new way of meeting our basic needs, a new way of employment, 
we can let go of the need to hold on to the old ways that we would do recruiting or onboarding or terminations. We can change. We can make different choices, choices that are honest, that honor the sacredness of life and earth. That's what I wanted to share with you today. And if this episode resonated with you, and if you would like to go deeper, I'm currently teaching a course in Cedar Lodge called Unlearning Capitalism, a primer on reclaiming the sacred self. This course starts August 23rd, and you can join us up until it closes on September 17th. And I hope that you will check it out if you feel interested, if you feel like you're sensing into this shift already, maybe you've been part of the great resignation and have left your job and you want to go deeper and continue the adaptation and the change. Wherever you are on this journey and in this wave, this tremendous shift, I hope you'll join us. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you would like to support the show and this work, please take a second to rate and review the podcast wherever you stream or share it with a friend. Your support is central to this work, and I am so appreciative of it. Okay, my friends, be well and take good care. Bye.